theme song that we didn't ask you or pay you for so you have to listen to this i think that should be our theme song um producer sam can you isolate those vocals they're pretty pretty spot on gold gold i tell you (laughs) your voice you're the next dolly parton that's why they pay me the no bucks big no bucks big no bucks you guys happy new year Holy shit. Hugs some air. I we, always just have to put some Jew in the Hogs Medea. Hogs, Hogs Medea? Me- Wait, can uh-huh. my can Andy draw Medea in Hogsmeade? Yes. Hogs, Hogs Medea. Medea. Wait, how do you say it for real though? Hogs Medea. I know we just did this hog? in the last episode. Hog? Hogs Hog. No, just Hog. 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 H A G. Hog. Hog. Samea. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. There you go. Every episode, Ugh. we're going to teach you to ha- say one word in Hebrew, and it's the same that's, word. Not Hebrew? That's, yeah, that's Hebrew. I was okay. just going to say it's Yiddish, but it's not. It's Hebrew. How do you keep up with the difference? Do you know both languages so well? I, that probably was a stupid question. I mean, question. I don't know them that well, but I just know that which words are Hebrew and which words are Yiddish. I guess in my mind, as someone who knows absolutely nothing... I'm like, it's when I mix up my French and my Italian words, and it's probably not <laughs> at all. I'm like, is it fromage or formaggio? Uh, cheese, if anyone's wondering. It's the By only the way, word I know how to say in You know language. Italian? Si. <laughs> Io sono italiano. Io parlo italiano un poco. You fuck one Italian guy in Switzerland, ma and all of a sudden you're fluent. Hey, we didn't fuck. You just picked me up and threw me against a wall, but like in a fun way. <laughs> Years ago, this was a different way? Switzerland trip. Lest anyone think that earlier this year in Switzerland, that was what was going on. No. Uh, fortunately, I was committed to my love across seas and more importantly, dying in the second room of a Swiss host. Uh, <laughs> what a year it's, it was. Okay, that was January last year. I mean, January of last year, I was touring Switzerland. Somebody sent me a message from somebody who runs a, a show in Austria and was like, she's the dirtiest comedian we've ever had. Uh, and I was like, this is it. I'm the dirtiest comedian <laughs> in the world. Uh, I finally peaked. <laughs> Let's not talk about where we were last year, though. We already did that. Let's talk about 2021. It's the, it's the, the new year is upon us, you guys. This is this is it's supposed to be a big turnaround. That's right. That means that this millennia this century can finally drink so who's getting yeah. loaded our the the y2k is of drinking age that's terrifying christ on a cracker i mean you know i'm really you know as a 33 year old woman i'm you know very shocking yeah as someone who aspires to one day reach 33 many years from now i feel the same Ah, that's the sound of me <sighs> swallowing all the truth I just told to you guys. <laughs> um, listen. Okay, we got a clean slate. You know what? We're almost does done with this like book. A, does it feel like a clean slate, though? Does it? I mean, twenty twenty. It's it, it left its 
paw prints on us. It left more than it its paw prints. It left yeah. deep, deep residual trauma of which we may never recover. But <laughs> like, I think it dropped loads on us and that loads stain shit. Yeah. Big stinky loads. Big hot, hot loads. We all have skid marks on us from 2020. We'll never get over our skid marks. Should we get matching skid mark tattoos? Look, yes. if our podcast Patreon reaches to $20,000. Yes. If, if by the end make- of this month, and that's patreon.com mm-hmm. slash two filthy nerds. Jess and I will get skid marks tattooed on our body somewhere, somewhere below somewhere. the I- neck. I think it would be funny if it was just close to our butts. Yeah, where like, someone's like, um, there's poop on your butt. And you're like, no, that's just a tattoo of skid marks. And they're like, why would you? What? It's fun. <laughs> some guy some guy sees it on me and he's like, that's how I knew you were the one. <laughs> Fucking skid marks tattoo. My whole life I've been looking for that girl with a wild tattoo. Yeah, if you meet that guy, run for your life. Oh. Head for the hills. He's going to skin you alive and use you to wipe his own ass. Listen. I what actually are, journaled about that this morning. About a guy? I journaled about, I, I journaled about um, what I want in a guy <laughs> and what I want in um, what I, kind of like my New Year's resolutions. Like Lay little it on goals. Me. What um, are your little goals? My little goals. Let me get my, let me get my, uh, let me get my journal out. Let me pick up you. my handy dandy notebook. My Shout handy, out do to you have, Steve from Blue's Clues. Is he dead? Remember the rumor that he died of AIDS? Was that true? All right, ready? Our producer, Sam, is in the camera like, what in the fuck are you talking about? That was a real rumor. But I also, maybe in Mississippi, there was also a rumor that Barney got gunned down. So <laughs> I don't know what's real. That's how much they, that's how racist they are, that anybody who's not white gets murdered. <laughs> Even took out the, pur- no purple <laughs> dinosaurs on our watch. Um, okay. La, what are your resolutions? Um... Uh, okay, let's see. Um, okay. Um, here we go. Any second. Goals. Read more. (laughs) (laughs) Paint more. What, when you say read more, are you getting specific? Just pick up more books. Pick up more books. No, that's not enough for me. You need, you, you have to have smart goals, specific and then there's three, four other words, Listen, and I don't this remember is them. Just my morning pages of me just vomiting shit onto. What a are you page. talking? One, one full book a month. I just yeah, one book a month. One at book least. a month. A book a month. One book a month. There's a club for that. I want to do. I want to do one fiction, one nonfiction a month. Wow. I want to read them. Could you? Because you can read fiction and nonfiction at the same time. It won't cross. It won't for me. It won't cross in my brain. Speak if I'm reading for two yourself. stories. If I'm reading two stories at the same time, won't ha- won't be able to do it. I'll when we started stories. this, I was still reading The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell. And I was like, no, wizards are going to take over the world. <laughs> and there's too many of them. We have to- It's the tipping point of wizards. There's too many wizards. We have to do away with them. They're killing the economy. That's why I kept calling the sorting hat the tipping hat. <laughs> tipping hat. I think that's a good- I was going to go for just one- book but maybe that's a good now i'm they're my goals you can reach higher than me you're taller uh one book a month i don't this is gonna sound very ironic given the topic of our podcast uh and my love for the what we're currently covering i don't really care for fiction books 
Really? I mean, oh, clearly I that's not true. Why do I think that, though? This is like my favorite series, and I'm like, I'd rather pass on the fiction. It's like, what What have I missed? What dragons? I also, no more self-help books. You know, like, it, well, I'm going to try not to do as many self-help books. I'm going to try and do, like, things where I can, like, learn shit. I'm going to write like my own self-help book. book to help myself. Mm-hmm. Help For- me, help me. <laughs> yeah, that's literally... It's well, it's a journal, but it's sort that of like, should, that should be your next your next album. Help me, help me. Actually, <laughs> can we write a whole pseudo self help inspirational speech? <laughs> I would literally record this. Can we record a self help spe- and can we just put fake audience sounds uh-huh. that are like ooh, uh-huh. <gasps> uh-huh. oh, help me, help me. That really does sound like an album I would have. Yes. But everyone would read it and go, help me, help me. (laughs) Like that's. (laughs) Maybe we should have a segment called help me, help me. Should we? What? Okay. Let us know. Tweet at us uh, or find us on Facebook at two filthy nerds. You guys, would you guys want a segment (laughs) where we give advice? Maybe call it help us, help us. (laughs) But only for ourselves. (laughs) Um, Or it's just some type of advice segment of which you should not take. I'm putting an advice segment on my other podcast. That's a fun thing. That's what I'm doing. That's a New Year's resolution that you're going to accomplish. I'm adding a terrible sometimes advice segment, possibly. Maybe not at all. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I want to be on it. I want help. I want free therapy, bitch. Come on. Come bring bring me a question, and I'll have you on for a segment. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk to you about drama. That's right. Um, I, I want to continue my healing through my trauma. Through your trauma. I want to continue, I mean, continue to heal myself by viewing your trauma and going, well, I know what she's doing wrong. Too bad I can't. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Help me. Is this even I funny? You or out that just... people are going to say, Help me. Help me. <laughs> I don't even know if this is funny or if we've just snapped. For the record, you guys, this was previously recorded before the year actually ended. We may be on our last stream. Last leg of 2020. If like, you want to see is, us. Is, we're hitting our breaking point mm-hmm. as as we speak. And if you want to see us lose our mind in real time, if you haven't already, <laughs> join the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Two Filthy Nerds. Cannot stress enough, if we reach $20,000 by the end of this month, I will get a tattoo of skid marks. And so will Nicole. So read more. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna blast them real quick because I want to hear some of some of yours. Yeah, okay, blast so me right in the paint, face. Ready? Paint more. Love more. Uh, sex more. Learn sex more. more. <laughs> sex more. Like a fucking caveman. Lean into my podcasts. Listen to more interviews. Get in shape. Write more. A lot more. A lot. Do more. some comedy again, maybe. At some point, it'll come back, and you don't want to suck too much. <laughs> Finish the artist's way, finally. <laughs> That's funny. Write more, a lot more, at all, really. Keep your eyes in your lane. Keep your eyes in your lane? Keep your keep your eyes in your lane. Like, stop looking Stay at... Stay in your lane, what's... eyes on your own paper. Yeah, whatever. I mixed them up. Keep your eyes in your um, own lane. Yeah, quit looking um, around while you're driving. <laughs> That's how you get in an accident in my car! <laughs> um... Um... Oh, I heard this thing in one of my 12-step programs. One of mine. The only 12-step program I'm in. Um, not to somebody was like, Somebody was like, you not only do you need to work on your own life, but you need to work on your thought life. Like the thoughts in your head. 
Like you need to kind of like do 12 steps for them and you have to be better to yourself and your thoughts. So I basically said, I'm just you mean no negative self-talk. Yeah. My thought life. Here's what I've started doing to overcome negative self-talk. And I think this can help a lot of people. Anytime I say something negative about myself, like I do something and I go, oh, you idiot. You know, if I fuck something up, Mm -hmm. I then go, I look at my dog, Moki, and I go, Moki, why would you say that about me? (laughs) (laughs) That was rude. And then it's not self-talk anymore. Then it's the dog. I blame the dog. And delusion. Yeah. And you know what? Delusion gets a lot of flack, but there are people thriving purely because of their delusion out there. That's my goal this year is I want to become more delusional. Really? You're going to lean into delusion? Yeah, I'm already halfway there. Look at me. All right. My last one was money. Make money. Have a better relationship with money. Yes. That that is a big one for me is that like. And here's the thing. I've spent years flat out like not caring about money. I mean, I don't like I'm currently in like survival mode. Nobody likes that stress level of like I can't meet my basic Maslow's hierarchy of need bullshit like. I don't like that. I obviously don't want to be in that, but I have never made making money a priority. And I think this year I need to do that. I think it's like, yeah. you know what? It's I, And to me, that's part of acceptance. It goes like, yeah, I don't want money to be the, the core of who I am or what's important to me. But I also need to accept we live in a capitalist society. And for me to get the the things I really want, which are like just joy and happiness, to be able to like get a state of calm, I have to have a little bit more money. So yeah, yeah, say yes to money. Money, you know, everyone's like money doesn't buy happiness. Well, no, it just buys you space to breathe. I'm sorry. Those people have never been on a boat, okay? (laughs) Money can buy a boat. Money can can buy buy you a drink. (laughs) Better relationship with money, better relationship with food. Drugs, money can buy you drugs. Uh, And that's what we really need. I want to prioritize... For the first time in my life, wellness. And really before, quick before we go to break, if I can just shove one of more, more of my goals in. I want to not be afraid to lean into and explore the things that uh, maybe haven't always lined up with what I thought my goals would be. Like I always thought like stand up. And there's things that I'm interested in now that I'm like, that's kind of dorky. Or feel like all my stand up friends would be like, oh, fucking you, you want to live. You pussy. You want to write a self-help book for yourself? That's gay. <laughs> because that's what they would say. That's not a funny yes. joke, you guys. PC. Yeah, no, no, that's what they would say. Have that better absolutely lines. what a comedian would say. But, you know. I what, wanna, are, what are those things? What do those things include? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting really into, like, I really enjoyed the CBT course I was taking. I know I'm not mm-hmm. going to spend the money to get a master's degree in therapy because I simply don't have the money. And if I'm making having money a goal, that's a stupid investment. Um, mm-hmm. some, something in finding a way to help others. I don't know what it is yet, but I think help me help me, but I think I have to help myself first. And what I'm going to do is help myself to a break. If you're going to the kitchen to get a snack, bring us one too. We'll be right back. Thank you. I stole that from Alf, uh, 1989. I saw an old video. The seer overheard. Bum, bum, bum. What are you thinking? The The seer, I was like, I I was like trying to remember because I forget everything because I'm 
losing my mind. But I, the seer, I thought of Trelawney, but then I was like overheard. Like, did somebody hear her? I don't know. <clears throat> but oh. I didn't think. Well, I mean, there was the story of the prophecy and like, yeah, somebody had, but to I was like, but her. I didn't, but I was like, I don't know what, what could have been overheard. I don't know. Um, but, uh, the chapter kicks off with, uh, a, a scene we're very familiar with Hermione in the library, Dork. sleuthing around, I'll get to the digging up of the this. dirt. And she discovers this woman named Eileen Prince. Come on, Eileen. Lean. Mm, oh, mm, I swear mm. you're the prince in this moment. You taught Harry potions. everything about potions. Okay, so um, Post- Hermione more potion in the ocean. I don't know why I said that. That wasn't. More that makes no sense. It was stupid. Sorry. She brings that to Harry. You you can. She brings it to Harry, and she's like, she's like, I think the half blood prince is this woman. I think the half blood prince is not a man. We've been wrong this whole time, and Harry's like, <laughs> come on. It's no chance. That woman There's no chance. Yeah, Harry and turns into a 1940s man, just just madman. He's like bulging you guys are sexism. You're not princes. You guys don't know things about things. You just talk, and yeah, you just talk about people. You just know people, places, yeah, things. Be, be, you don't be, have be, big be. ideas. Um, God, the comment section in the video is going to be going off with men being like, "Amen." Um, and as it should be, we're morons. <laughs> So, um, so Harry's like, nah, 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 can't be. And then Hermione's like, um, what motherfucker? I'm like the best witch here. And he's like, well, yeah, true. Uh, yeah. He's... Then he gets, go. Oh no, just that he's like, look, I'm not saying a woman isn't capable of this. What I am saying is a woman would have much better handwriting. Also a sexist yeah. argument. I mean, that's pretty much what he's okay. like. I can just tell. I can just tell it's a man. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm looking at your handwriting on our, in our, on our big calendar in our living room and you have spectacular handwriting. I'm sorry. And I once dated a guy. I thought he was writing in hieroglyphs. Are you so. assuming my gender? Mm-hmm. Okay. JK oh, Rowling, give us money for talking about your book. We hate you. Okay. Bye. Uh, so then he gets a, he gets a little heads up. Dumbledore's like, come to my office. So he's on his way. It's another Dumbledore chat and on his way. He runs into Trelawney. Who is drunk, of course. By the way, your your reading of Trelawney, because we did a live reading of this. If you were on our Patreon, you'd be able to hear the live readings because we do them every now and then. Patreon.com slash Two Filthy Nerds. Yeah, All right, we like to do it over. for the, the big chapters, and this is a big section. So, so Jess is really good at reading out loud, and she's really good at voices and accents. It's her thing. So just for you I right now, we're going to give you a little, a little thing. Um, give me... Give g- tell us what happened, but through the voice of Trelawney. Okay. okay. Uh, well, I, I, you see, I was, I am, I was on my way to the, the. She's by the way, she's just carrying a bunch of empty sherry bottles, and what's she's happened? Shite faced. Is that uh, she's clearly like run into. I I tried to go into the room. Where I leave all my bottles, but I, um, there was a someone in there and they yelled at me and they threw me out. This is not the voice I do for Trelawney. That's not. It's not. You, you, we'll we'll just have you stop. Okay. So I have to be reading Harry, the book to get into the yeah, character. So, so Harry sees her and she's just fucking sauced up on the sherry. And but she's kind of like of flustered because she had tried to go into the room of requirements. 
because she was going to go hide her sherry bottles in there. A real hoarder. Also, Total- I'm sorry, but didn't we just last chapter or last uh, last episode, one of the more recent chapters, when Harry gets the Horcrux, uh, not the Horcrux, fucking hell, the memory from Slughorn, mm-hmm. he refills in that chapter. He refills their bottles with, yeah. Why is she Booze. hiding bottles? Just yeah, why is she hiding get bottles? Get one bottle, refill She can it. also just make bottles out of thin air. Oh, but she's like kind of numb. She's like lizard. a little squibbish. Yeah, she's a little squibbish. Very, very true. So, but she's talking about, she went into the room of requirements and she's like, there was somebody in there and she heard that person laughing. Like, and like whooping joyful, and excited. Happy, excited. Like they had just accomplished something. And she said it was a man's voice. Yeah. So, of course, Harry... Man's voice, it's room of requirements. Draco, Draco Malfoy. Malfoy. I know For sure. it. So he's like, I think he g- convinces Trelia to come with him. He's like, I think you should come with me to Dumbledore and let him know and tell what you him just this. heard. Because yeah. I think maybe he wants someone to corroborate the like Malfoy thing. Yeah, I think finally Harry's like, I mean, I am really pushing this Malfoy thing super hard and not everybody's on board with it. Yeah. And so on the way, casually, uh, in terms of talking about her ability to see and whatever, uh, not not even ability to see. She's talking about before she got hired at Hogwarts. She was staying at Hogsmeade, mm-hmm. um, and she was talking about when she got interviewed by Professor by Dumbledore. Dumbledore. She has no recollection of actually doing the prophecy, but obviously we know that's when it happened. It becomes clear, and she tells Harry that uh, something happened, and when Dumbledore goes to like leave the room. Snape was right on the other side. He of was the eavesdropping room. the whole time. So in her mind, because she blacks out when she has prophecy, she's like, obviously he was trying to hear how I did because he had an interview coming up as well. So he wanted to like prepare himself. But Harry is like, no, he was. No, no, no. He heard the prophecy because somebody told Voldemort about the prophecy. Yeah, and so Harry uh, automatically just assumes he's the one, who, and he and he was right. He was it right. had to be. It had to be. It Snape. had to be. Who else would have told him? So now Harry is fucking amped. Okay, he, he is ready for blood. He's like blind rage, rushing to Dumbledore's office. But like tells Trelawney to stay where she is. He's like, "You stay here. I'm gonna go ahead." Also, I don't get that. That he neither like, do I. Stay. Why would he have her just stand there? Oh, because what he's gonna talk about, she can't hear. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, she can't so know there. that she did all of this. So he gets in there and Dumbledore immediately is like, before Harry can even go off on Snape, he immediately is like, uh, Harry, I found another Horcrux. I've... Do you want to come with me to go get it? Would you like to join me? And Harry's like, um, yeah. And is still flaming about, about Snape. So they head off. They go to get the Horcrux. And on the way there, Harry's like, hey, listen, I heard from Trelawney that Snape overheard the prophecy and that he's the one who told um, Voldemort. Why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me that? And do, wait, will you do um, um, Severus Snape made a great mistake. (laughs) I mean, that's what he's he's like. Literally, Harry's like. He's like, he he made a mistake and he felt bad about it. Yeah, what a whoopsie daisy. My whole family's dead. Oh, he made a boo-boo. How bad did Snape feel about it? He treats Harry like shit all the time. Yeah. I call bullshit. Yeah, and Dumbledore, by the way, tries to be like, um, he he says he believes that this is the Snape's biggest regret. Uh, Yeah. Is it? It sure seems like it seems like a huge regret. Yeah, he's like, yes, he was working for Voldemort at the time, but he thinks because of what happened. 
Or I just had the thought. Or maybe he resents Harry because it represents to him his lapse of judgment. It's just a constant reminder of how bad he fucked up. That he up. fucked up. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And again, Dumbledore ends the conversation with, he's like, I completely trust Severus Snape. Yeah, it gets and tense. And Harry's like, this is stupid. This is the first time that Harry kind of claps back and Dumbledore's like, that's enough. Do you? Oh, yeah. It's and like, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> Do you want to go get the Horcrux or not? Grab your cloak. Meet me out front. Five minutes. See you then. Yeah. So Harry Break. runs back to the dorm, but then he gives Harry and Ron, or not Harry and Ron, Hermione and Ron, the Marauder's map, kind of gives them the quick download. And he's like, you guys need to keep an eye out. Something is happening. He tells him about Draco Malfoy. It's not good. He's like, get as many people from the DA as you can. Patrol the hallways. He gives them his Felix Felices. Like... And, they're and he's like, like, if anything goes wrong, take this. And they're like, you need it. You're going for to find a Horcrux. And he's like, I have Dumbledore, which is basically being like, you guys are weak ass bitches. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are weak ass bitches. You need the fucking Felix Felicis to save your fucking ass. And I'm going to be with Dumbledore. And the truth be told is we're going to save each other's asses. Yeah. Well, he's for obviously sure. worried about whatever went on with Draco. And like, he knows he's not going to be there. He knows Dumbledore's not going to be there if something crazy is happening. So that's that. Uh, that's the chapter. And then... <laughs> Shit starts to stir. Chapter 26. The cave. The cave. Now, when I read this chapter, forgetting what happened, I was thinking, wow, a whole chapter named after Nicole's asshole? That's crazy. How oh. do they know? How did they know <laughs> that cavernous retreat? Is there anybody really in is, there? Do you like splunking? <laughs> Try my anus. Hello. 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 <laughs> Oh, no, the boat is sinking. I don't even know what the boat is in this terrible metaphor. Grab the colon broom. Sweep sweep the cave. Oh, colon broom. Nearly ruined this podcast today. Uh, The people watching live, oh, they may not know that. I don't know if we had gone live when I was having a near-death experience. Earlier, uh, Jess had to throw Andy out of the bathroom so she could drop a fucking load. Shit was a sweeping. Okay, so So this kicks off. With this crazy fact, and I forgot about this, that the cave is the place that Voldemort tortured the orphans. Those when two he was little in the kids. Orphanage. Yeah, yeah, when he went on a trip, you know, years ago, that that the uh, woman running they the went orphanage on a field has trip, recanted. Yeah. Like they've just never been the same. So in this same cave, which is just so interesting because it speaks to like his kind of need for trophies or like sentiment. Yeah, <laughs> a real sentimental guy. Which. And this cave, by the way, is not easy to reach. Like, they get there and it's, it's treacherous. Like, Sorry, they took a bunch of kids here? <laughs> it's like, no, they were down probably closer See, to the village. I was actually thinking that, too. I feel like he just wandered off with the kids and was like, hey, come here. And, you know, they were kids. They're smaller. They can probably navigate boulders better. I'm just thinking, how the fuck is Voldemort? And by the way, why didn't Voldemort just, like, levitate them down the cliff? Like, why are they going down this treacherous cliff? I, could, I don't think he he wasn't fully developed in his magic yet. He was just like able to make little things happen. But maybe he no, did. No, no, but I'm saying, I'm, I, I didn't mean Voldemort. I just fucked it up You again. fucking, were you talking about Dumbledore? I'm talking about Dumbledore. Okay. Like, why are they clumsily going down? There's probably, I would assume it's, he is aware that there's probably extra magic around to keep people from yeah. fucking around. The same way he puts magic around yeah. Hogwarts. Dumbledore, Dumbledore puts some magic there. So, yeah, they are walking. And Dumbledore, by the way, is like 500 years old, you know? Like, oh, at best. 
This is, I once had to climb Ephesus. Was that where I was? I was somewhere in Greece climbing something historic with my grandma. And they had steps. I mean, it was like, and she was only in her 80s. Yeah. May God rest her soul. (laughs) But what a hassle. It took like three hours longer because she just kept having to stop. To take Ugh, breaks. And it's people like people are the worst. And he doesn't even have a cane. So they they climb down this cliff. They swim, by the way, across the lake to get to the cave in like icy yeah, water. Yeah. But and then they finally get to this little alcove. You think Dumbledore has abs? <laughs> I mean, like he just got in that that thing, put the put his wand in his teeth, it was like, let's go. And swimming in a robe, that's fucking hard. Yeah, that's a lot of drag. That yeah. is a lot of drag. He's in drag. He's in drag. Do you think drag queens, any of them, dress up as Dumbledore? Dumbledore. That's what I want to see. Dumbledore the Explorer. Did you see that video oh, I sent you? Wait, of? wait, mashup for Andy. Dumbledore. Oh, my God. That would be great. I wish he listened to my podcast. Then he would just hear all these great ideas because I forget them. Dumbledore. Uh, I'm going to write it down. Did you get that? I, there was a vi- There's a video, by the way, somewhere on the internet of a drag queen fully dressed as Voldemort. Uh... I think no, the drag queen's, na- queen's name is quick, quick. I think the He's drag so queen's kind of name is we... Florida Man, which is funny. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, it's amazing though. Anyway, they get to the cave, um, or and Dumbledore, Dumbledore has, to, has like, to use blood to get into. Yeah, he has to like sit in. He has to find find it, and then he has to fucking cut his arm so he can use his blood to open the rock. I don't know why Dumbledore just knows these things, but he just knows these things. What's um, crazy to me is that there's so many of these traps and none of them are set up to alert Voldemort. Like he's so yeah. confident in his traps. He's like, I don't need to know. Nobody's going to make it yeah. to the Horcrux. Yeah. They can just die. Or Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going to they, they, listen. Let's give them a little bit of hope as they're getting in. Yeah. And then once they get there, a uh, bye bye. Yeah. Well, they get in. There is a pitch black lake and there's only a tiny bit of light. It's coming from the middle of the lake. There's a little glow, glowing green light far out mm-hmm. there on a tiny little and island. door is like, that's it. That's, the that's where we got to go. Um, which like, of course, it how is. they get there, though. No, he's doing more of his like he's feeling the wall. <laughs> he it's like he <laughs> can sense magic energy. I went. Yeah. It's it's like wizard Reiki or something. But. Because it doesn't really make sense. And it feels like Harry's kind of like, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Like, what class is that is what I want to know. To me, it really seems like Dumbledore is the greatest wizard ever. And he kind of withheld a lot of information to keep that position. Yeah. That he just pretended to be like a pretty decent wizard. But he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, why? Why doesn't anyone come close to him? There's got to be a reason. He knows shit. He destroyed books. He read shit in the library and then was like, these are going to go away forever. I mean, arguably And that's Voldemort, how he became the best wizard ever. Arguably Voldemort comes close to him. But he okay, just- Okay, so then there's these two guys who are like leading the pack, know all the shit that other wizards don't. And they're, you know what? They were probably friends at one point and they were like, you know what? We should really fucking destroy all these books so nobody can be as good as us. <laughs> no. Dumbledore has always been good. Here's what I think. It's like, why isn't everyone as good as- I'm trying to think of someone to name with a certain skill. Like, why aren't we all as smart as Elon Musk? We're just not. I know, but he's not even that smart. Who I are, am. There are people who are smart, as smart as him. Yeah. Okay. 
It's not like the way Dumbledore and Voldemort are described is that they are just like leagues beyond everyone. I think there's never been a wizard as comparable as these guys. I think there's a lot to be said about natural talent, but also putting in work to hone your skills. Whereas a lot of times I think I don't think anyone would argue with this. People who are really talented at something naturally sometimes get lazy about it. Yeah. So it's like you have the natural talent and you work as hard as someone who doesn't have it. You're going to be better than everybody else. That's that. Yeah, that's Hermione. But I think Hermione Hermione has some natural talent, but I think that, that girl's work ethic is the best there is. And that's why she's who she is. Yeah. The greatest witch of her age. Um, so Dumbledore summons a boat from within the lake. Yeah. He's also very adamant. Like he repeats to Harry, do not touch the water. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, there's something amiss. Yeah. I don't know if he knows a hundred percent that touching the water would fuck things up or if he's just highly suspicious. But uh, yeah, he, I think Dumbledore knows. I think Dumbledore knows a lot more than he lets on. He knows that there's shit in the water. He knows really? what's up. He's like, how would he know that? The fucking water. Cause he's fucking Dumbledore. He just, this isn't he his just first knows. rodeo. He just fucking knows. That's true. So he pulls this weird boat out of the water and again, is like, don't touch the fucking water. And this is a small boat. It's really not meant for two people. So they kind of have to squeeze in. So they're like squeezing in this little boat, standing up, trying not to fall out, trying not to touch the water. And as they're crossing. Harry- they look in the water. And, and they see fucking like, dead bodies. Yeah, Harry's like, holy fuck. There, I just saw a hand. There's a face. And and it's Dumbledore's kind of like, yeah, we're probably not the first ones to try to do this. Like, no big deal. This is what happens. If Why you would. Yeah, don't d- touch the water. They- I do not think anyone else tried to do this before them. I absolutely a thousand percent do not. I think Dumbledore brought what? in those bodies and put them in there. How many other you people think are who are brought in those figuring? Bodies? I th- I mean fucking Voldemort. You fucking Voldemort brought bitch. in those bodies. I'm gonna fuck it up forever. You think he dragged um, Vold- a bunch of bodies up? To yes. The cliff? Why? Who? If it took the smartest wizard in the goddamn fucking world this long to find the Horcrux, why would anyone whoa, else whoa, have figured whoa, it whoa. out before? Let's back up. He may be the smartest wizard in the world, but he is also running a school, and that is a full-time job. He hasn't been able to sit around. Where is anyone else with coming up with the idea to go ass. look for one of the Horcruxes that Voldemort put himself into a fucking few years ago? What about people who knew Voldemort? Oh, who knows when he started doing Horcruxes? Maybe he has, maybe he confided in someone. Maybe these are no, all the dead he, bodies of old dead He eaters. wooed people in there. He wooed people in there and they put the bodies in there. Anyhow, so there's these bodies. They get to the island. There's this like glowing green basin and there's this like water in it. It's like a gr- and green liquid, Dumbledore's right? Dumbledore's like, what? This green liquid. And Dumbledore's like, the Horcrux is definitely in the bottom of this liquid. And they can't touch the, you can't take the liquid out. You have to, he's like, I'm going to have to drink the the, the liquid. liquid. Yeah, they like try to touch it and physically cannot move. Oh, yeah, their hands. you can't. But when he pulls out a goblet, you can scoop at the goblet. The, you, you can scoop it out. So he starts. Oh, but before he starts scooping, this is this was freaky for me. He was like, Harry, no matter what happens, you must make me keep, keep drinking. drinking. Well, he had said before they went on this whole journey. He's oh, yeah. like, you can only come if you promise you will do everything I tell you to. If I tell you yeah. to run. You must run. You run. If I tell you if to, I tell you to hide, you hide. If I tell you to leave me behind and go back to Hogwarts, you fucking leave me behind. Yeah. And Harry agreed to that. So yeah, he's like, I mean, this is just classic movie. For some reason, I'm now thinking of Young Frankenstein when he gets locked in the 
chamber with the, the monster. He's like, no matter how hard I beg, don't <laughs> let me out. He's like, no, please, God. But like, yeah, it was that that moment of he's like, I have to finish drinking this. I don't know what it's going to do to me. You have to make me finish. So he starts drinking. And of course, what he says is going to happen happens. And he's like in pain, in agony, screaming. He's like, Harry, I can't, please. Please, no, don't, I don't want to kill me. He's like, no more. I, anything, please stop. I don't want to live anymore. And Harry's just like fucking Bill Cosbying him. He's like, drink <laughs> up, bitch. You know, <laughs> just like. You take that fucking liquid. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. And they get to the like last bit. The, like there's a last bit left, but Dumbledore is like, I need water. Like he's desperate for water. And Harry has no water. He tries to uh, Aguaminty in the cup. Aguaminty. Uh, abracadabra into the cup. Aguaminty. Uh, <laughs> he fills it up, but it immediately goes away. Like the water immediately disappears. So he can't get uh-huh. it to Dumbledore. So then Harry fucking rookie move. Bends down to the water he's been instructed not to touch. But I think it's one of those things where he's like, I don't know if he realized at this moment that it's set up that you're going to have to touch the water. He's just like desperately needs water. And he's, you know, watching one of his heroes die. So, yes, he dunks it in the water. And that's when shit gets crazy. The bodies come to life. Come to life. They They wake up. Yeah, they become inferior, which... In his defense, all of a sudden it turns into the walking fucking dead. Yeah. Everyone's like crawling out of the water. They're climbing onto the island, just like reaching for Harry. Very zombie-ish. Just like. By the way, if this isn't in the movie, I'm going to be fucking pissed. This would, it would be insane if they just cut this out of the movie. This is like so cinematic. It's incredible. If they were like. It "Eh." is absolutely incredible. We don't have the budget for zombies. We we blew it all on that one scene with the house elves. So just, uh, I don't know. Just did, have him get by the way, sick. Did Dumbledore drink that water that he handed him? I think he did. Uh, I think so it was just water. Because it helped him enough that Dumbledore was like, oh, get to the boat. And then as they're in the boat and the fucking dead bodies are coming in, Dumbledore's like, ring the fire. Well, also you're ring forgetting that, that while he's, Dumbledore's there like, you know, he he drinks the last of the stuff. And while he's there, like, dying, Harry snatches the locket that was in the bottom. So oh, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore was Wait, not- who was holding the locket? Dumbledore or Harry? Harry, I think, okay. grabs it. No, Dumbledore grabs the locket. That's right. Dumbledore grabs it. Dumbledore grabs it because later on, whatever, we'll we'll get to it because I have questions about what happens to the, the locket. So, yeah, Harry's, like, trying to shoo him away with just, like, freezing curses and shit like that, and it's not working. Yeah, And nothing. Dumbledore, who had mentioned- to use fire if anything happens. Yeah. Uses fire. And Harry's like, oh, I forgot because I panicked. But yeah. Yeah. You know who would have remembered? Fucking Hermione. Yeah. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Ring of fire. So ring of fire. Apparently the Inferi and water don't mix. So they are all like back away and they travel with the circle of fire around them. And then they leave the cave. And I mean, he's like dragging Dumbledore at this point. Yeah. Um. This feels like a Vietnam movie at this point. He's just dragging his ass out of the brush. Don't give up like, on me, man, sir. I gotta get you back. Yeah. We're gonna do it. You're gonna get back. Tell my lady I love her. No, you tell her. You are You're gonna tell her yourself. You are not gonna die out here. Don't die on me, dumby. And then <laughs> <laughs> Harry, 
Harry has to apparate both of them back, which like he's never done, by the way, on his own. He held his arm again. I'm genuinely worried. Yeah, it's like, what if he only apparates like half of Dumbledore and he leaves the arm with the locket behind? (laughs) What if he pulls a run and leaves an eyebrow like a fucking loser? I think Dumbledore would be fine without an eyebrow. He could live. He probably has enough eyebrow on one eye that he could just transplant it to the other. Yeah, but they he makes it. They apparate. Back in Hogsmeade, ugh, just middle of the night, middle of the street of Hogsmeade. Here they are. And that is the end of this chapter, which is fucking insane. Yeah, we will be back after a break for chapter 27, uh, which if you know the book, you know is going to get fucking crazy. We'll be right back. Chapter 27, The Lightning Struck Tower. Now, let me ask you this. When you read this title, did you remember a couple chapters back that Trelawney had said this phrase? No, I forgot about that. I think now I remember. Two chapters ago, she's like, I've been trying to warn Dumbledore and I've been seeing things. The Lightning Struck Tower. All uh, Talking about her cards that she runs. She's like, The Lightning Struck yeah. Tower. And it's just getting mm-hmm. worse and worse. Like, that's one of her cards. Oh, all this time, fucking Trelawney's like, you're fucking crazy. And then this one time. And everyone just like, no one believes anything she says, despite the fact that she's had these extremely uh, important premonitions. They're like, yeah, eh, fucking drunky. <laughs> A little too much of the sherry hitting the bottle a little too hard. <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay. Okay. So we start off in Hogsmeade where we left off. Yeah. They, I mean, they apparated in the streets of Hogsmeade. The dark mark is over. Is above the tower. Of, uh, yeah. Over the astronomy tower of Hogwarts. Holy fuck. And if you don't remember, that means that there are. Dark mark is usually means somebody has died. Uh-huh. At the hands of the Death Eaters. Yeah. So. They they obviously are like, there's clearly Death Eaters in the school. Uh-huh. Dumbledore and Harry, this kind of like ignites a little bit of energy into Dumbledore because he was really yeah. like barely. Yeah, Dumbledore was low, low. And then he just took like a bump of some Ritalin, little like fucking Adderall, just a key bump of some Adderall. Yeah. And um, Madame Rosemerta saw them apparate in the street. She runs out and she's like, oh my God, what's happening? Hurry. And Dumbledore is like, um, get, get us, we need to borrow brooms from your place to fly up there. Cause he's like, we got to get straight to that tower. So, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> that guy tries to Osseo, uh, Osseo brooms from Rosemerta and they come immediately. But this reminds me, we didn't mention it in the last, uh, section, but at the beginning of their journey to get the Horcrux, he tried to just go Osseo Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But I like that Dumbledore's like, no, why don't you go ahead and try? Like, because wouldn't it have been funny if Dumbledore's like, oh, I really would have thought it would have been harder than that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, they fly up and Dumbledore, they get to the astronomy tower and Dumbledore, and it's just empty and weird. And Dumbledore tells Harry, go and get Professor Snape. He's the only one that can cure me. And Harry's beaten feet out. Yeah, of course. Um, but he hears, he hears people coming up the footsteps and then right before a door down, like a door opens, Harry becomes suddenly frozen. Like he's struck with an immobilization curse, which, uh, he realizes seconds later because Dumbledore gets hit with an expelliarmus by someone. He's like, oh, he must've 
wordlessly done that. Oh, and he's wearing it and Dumbledore before they went in. He's like, put on your invisibility cloak. So now he's frozen and invisible. Yeah. He's just hidden in the staircase. Can't move. Can't speak. Also, like, I'm sorry. Is there not a counter jinx to this frozen spell that it's like you he we saw him do a a spell without words when he I think refilled the glasses. Yeah. It's like it's like why can't you do that when you're frozen? Yeah, you got frozen before by Malfoy. You didn't think maybe this is something I should make a priority to learn. Completely. By the way, he got frozen twice in a book. Come on, Harry. Just like it this it's like this is your weakness. Your kryptonite is just shitty freezing. Potion, but yeah, wait, can you spells? can you when you're frozen, like is your everything frozen? Like to do a wordless curse, like are you are you unable to even do that? I don't know. I don't know. I imagined being this is gonna be dark. Uh I imagine being frozen is like what <laughs> what I imagine it's like to have like ALS where like yeah. Your brain You're is intact your and your body yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, just doesn't get the do signals, shit. which is a, f- yeah. I can't like a fucking nightmare. That's a nightmare. Um, I, and especially cause Harry's a, has a fucking hero complex. He wants to save the day. Yeah. But it's like, you know, he's also, he maybe got lucky with the, the wordless spell before he's not good at them. We know that. Yeah. Anyway, Dumbledore's wandless. Harry's trapped under an invisibility cloak. Um, and he realizes, and he sees Dumbledore's wand fly out, and he's like, why did Dumbledore try to protect me instead of defending himself? Because he's thinking, there's Death Eaters coming, and who should walk through the door? Draco motherfucking Malfoy. That's right. Pointing his wand at Dumbledore. Uh. I, like, he's going to kill him. Like, he's got him cornered, and there's this moment of, like, Harry was right. <laughs> why didn't anyone listen? But like Malfoy is not comfortable to to put it lightly. And what's crazy is that Dumbledore isn't even sweating it. Not at all. He's like, "Come on, Malfoy, you're not a killer." Like he gets into like, a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with him. Yeah, and he's like shaking uh and and I even when we were reading this uh cuz we like we mentioned before, we do live reads with our patrons patreon.com/filthynerds. Um <laughs> I got a little emotional. Like with Dumbledore going, like you don't have to do this. Yeah, you can come over that to the right side. Intense. We, I, I can, I can find a place to protect you. We can get your mother. We can protect your family. You do not have to do this. Yeah, and and he's like, no, I I have to do this. I have to do this. He's yeah. He's like, he said, if I don't do it, he'll kill me. Uh, yeah. And then before thinking he might be making some headway, he's not because then all the Death Eaters fucking show up. Yeah. But by the way, seconds after Dumbledore was like, you're not going to kill me. If you were going to kill, you're not a killer. You would have done it already. You wouldn't be having chat, a chat with me. Yeah. And so all these Death Eaters come in. One of them, by the way, Fenrir Greyback, who we know is the werewolf that likes to eat kids or bite kids. I don't know if he's eating. And he's also the werewolf that made Lupin. Yeah. this He's like a fucking scary dude. Yeah. And then there there's these two others that seem to be like brother and sister and have some sort of like hunch backs or whatever. Yeah. And some other, I guess that was the big guy was. And so they're all cheering. They're like, you know, coaxing. Uh, Malfoy, they're like, come on, Draco do on. it. He's like, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And like 
none of them can do it because it has to be Draco. Yeah, it becomes very clear Dumbledore that like because the, that's Voldemort's order. Yeah, Voldemort, Voldemort's order. Yeah, he's been like nobody else. So it's one of those things where like, you know, I think as one of these sideline Death Eaters, first of all, if you're really like pro dark wizardry, you want Dumbledore gone. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to be the one that killed Dumbledore? Like I did it, but also. All these Death Eaters are like, dude. You need to fucking do it. Our boss. You need to do it. He's on all like, of our we asses. We can't do it. We want to do it. But like, he'll, Voldemort will kill us if we kill him instead of you killing him. Yeah. And it's just sort of this like stalled moment. And then all of a sudden, who bursts through the door? Oh, God. It was Severus Snape. 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 He bursts through Severus. the fucking door. Snape. What were you and thinking then- when Snape showed up? The second he showed up, were you like... Where was your head at? Because you've gone back and forth on like, he's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad. I mean, we'll talk about it afterwards. What do you mean? After we get through the scene? We'll, once, once, we, once we get through the scene, yeah. For those who are just listening, Nicole is like clenching her temples going through, replaying this By the story. way, listening, replaying the story. By, by the way, just hearing it when Jess was reading it, I was shitting the bed. I was, it was so tense, so scary. We'll talk about it in a second because there's something important that you guys need to know that I know. Um, um, okay. So, so all you know, Snape runs in. All the Death Eaters are basically like, Malfoy can't do it. He won't do it. And then Harry hears Dumbledore like pleading with Snape. Like, please, Severus, no. <laughs> please. And he. this is a voice he's never like, heard him use before ever. Terribly frightened. And then Snape. With this like fucking sinister look in his eyes. Raises his wand to Dumbledore. Avada Kedavra. Dumbledore. A hard, a hard AK. Yeah, a hard (laughs) AK. Pulled out his AK and blasted him. And Dumbledore gets blasted (laughs) off of the astronomy tower. By the way. Into the air, off and away. Just whoop, out of sight. And Harry is frozen, invisible, sees this whole thing. He can't even scream. No, Harry's scream of horror never left him. Silent and unmoving, he was forced to watch as Dumbledore was blasted into the air. So he, there's nothing he can do. He just watched Snape, who he's been suspicious of the whole fucking time. The whole time. The whole time. Kill. He, not only has he been sus- suspicious of Snape the whole time, has been suspicious of Malfoy the whole time. So here's two people who Harry's been saying, these guys are wolves in sheep's clothes a million fucking times. No one listens to him. Well, some people listen to him, but. But they don't do, but, you know, but they're like, we either. They do nothing. You know, we need a smoking gun. We need a smoking wand. You know, to be fair, we did kind of blast over the fact that Dumbledore oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. did admit in the conversation with Draco. All of a sudden it becomes clear that he's been painfully aware of all the attacks. Oh, yeah. So Harry's also getting this download of like, oh, so he's oh, like been on guard this about And it. you've just been letting. But here, okay, so let's let's give a quick breakdown of, of what just happened in this chapter because it's important to know that um, I had a spoiler before this book where I found out that Snape killed Dumbledore. And I... At the beginning of the book, before you had read anything. At the beginning of the book. Before I even read the book, I found that out. What ju- I, didn't, I, I didn't know what the circumstance was. I didn't know what the situation was. Having heard that, let's, let's let people know in case they s- skipped over... Uh, we, we did mention it, but we, we told you guys to skip at the very beginning of this book. When you heard that, no context of this book, what did you make up as a, or what did you think w- could possibly be the reason for Snape 
killing Dumbledore. At first, I thought it was because he was evil. But as soon as the scene with with uh, Malfoy's mom, Narcissa, Narcissa making Snape promise to do the unbreakable curse. Yeah, the unbreakable to do curse. do the thing that Draco if if Draco can't do it, if Draco can't do it. So, but after this whole thing, wait when you saw. Knowing- when you read the chapter with the unbreakable curse, you thought like still evil. I thought I thought if if anything he killed. Uh, b- basically, he killed because he had made this promise. Like I didn't think he actually wanted to kill Dumbledore, and I still. I think here's my theory. I think that Dumbledore and Snape had this planned beforehand. You think Dumbledore? I think Dumbledore knew what was going to happen. Off the the whole scene. Uh, yeah, because he needs he needs Snape on the inside of the of the Death Eaters. I mean, I could see where you could gleam that little nugget, but you like you didn't think he seemed genuinely impressed or shocked by the fact that Death Eaters had gotten in his school. You think he would have allowed Death Eaters in his school just so that no, he could I think get killed? he said to Snape, he goes in the circumstance that this happens, this is what you do. This is how I want it done. Like, in the circumstance that he's faced with Malfoy. Yes. In the circumstance that he's faced with Malfoy, he's like, you kill me. You kill me if he can't? If he can't. Don't, because we, I need you to keep up this charade that you're a Death Eater. How does that serve because Dumbledore being dead and Snape still being on the I inside? I don't know, but that's my feeling. And I just think, how many times, especially when they were going to the Horcrux and everything. And now knowing that he knew about, you know, all the shit with Malfoy, when he was like, oh, you tried to poison them, blah, 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 blah. You tried to poison me in these different ways. Knowing all of that, when he said, on the way to get the Horcrux, when he's like, that's his biggest regret. I'm telling you, I completely trust Severus Snape. I think for the fact that I totally trust Dumbledore, I'm going to take his word that he totally trusts Snape. Because you I think Snape totally... was just put in a bad position. I think Snape was put in a really just hard place. And for the good of the wizarding community, you think Dumbledore would be like, yeah, just get rid of me. You guys will be fine without me. Listen, it doesn't make sense. That might as well be like, no, no, no. Just go in the annex. That's where all the Jews are. Just do that. Just take them. And then it's like that that was your Take my Jews. That's like Take my Jews. Yeah, Dumbledore was the keeper of the annex and you just killed him. I don't know why I think this. I can't say it's a sound thought that I'm having, but for some reason I truly think Snape is a good guy. Was it the conversation? I don't remember what he said. The conversation overheard by Hagrid? Remember Hagrid overheard them fighting about something? Yeah. I don't remember what they were fighting about, though. Um, I don't know. Well, this is how I feel. And I might be totally off. But as we know, I've been pretty right about a lot of things. So I'm going to stick with my gut feeling. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Fucking wrap up. The death of Dumbledore. Draco Malfoy. Fucking unreal. I mean, I can't fucking fathom 
what's going to happen in these next three chapters. I also, like, how much faith does Dumbledore have in Snape that he's like, not only will I be dead and you'll be left as a double agent, you are now going to have to face the wrath of Voldemort because you stepped in and took away this job from Draco Malfoy, which was very frowned upon. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next either. That's a lie, but it's fun to pretend, isn't it? Yeah, you're good at it. Listen, you guys, I actually just really don't remember the sixth and the seventh books that much. If you haven't been following along with us live, you can. Patreon.com slash Two Filthy Nerds. We have some fun banter going on. You've missed a lot of talk about uh, the son of Sam in between, in between breaks and other fun things like that. Uh, leave us a rating and a review. Have you subscribed yet? Go to your podcast app on your iPhone or whatever place you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Join our Patreon. If we get to $20,000 by the end of this month, I will tattoo skid marks on my butthole. And I will too. Um, I'm going to do it on my inner thigh. Like the like the poop just fell down my leg. <laughs> and just have people like wonder dumbo, if it's like, like a, a weird drop of poop. A weird mole. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's a birthmark, okay? I'll just get a full on the little like poop emoji. Oh, that'd be cute. Although skid marks is funnier. Whatever. We'll let skid you guys. If we get to $20,000 a month. I want the skid marks month, in the way that you can look at it and be like, you just want to like like your thumb and try to rub it off like a bubby like an old jewish lady. there's some yeah, schmutz honey. on your butts you got some schmutz on your on your ass schmutz on your tuchus on your tuchus uh, schmutz on your tuchus <laughs> yeah so uh we're only By the way, tuchus is yiddish tuchus good to know we're only nearly twenty thousand dollars short of our twenty thousand dollar goal so join patreon <laughs> um let us get those skid marks yes and go follow us at two filthy nerds we're on facebook we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We also have a YouTube page where we're putting up uh, some fun clips. More in the new year, this year. In 2021, where big things are happening. Oh shit, I'm tired. I'm gonna read more. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>